This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Where we Dungeons and Dragons with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Make Believe Champions. We have Jack and Charlie back with us, and we're going to give you the second half of this story. So why don't we go back around the table and say who's playing? Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Ox. Hey, it's Felicia, and I play Squirrel. (laughs) Hey, it's Jack, and I play Kelga. I'm Charlie, and I play Thurnier. And we are excited to get back into our champion's adventure. Uh, Last time, Kelgum and Thurnier were tasked with delivering a very important package uh, within the week. Had to be delivered or else the fate of the Gauntlet of the Moon in Dimmerhold would suffer. They were given this task by a man named Dunin, a dwarven man. Uh, They headed out, but as soon as they reached the forest, the Glimmerdale Forest, they discovered that they had a couple stowaways. Two small kids, either 10 or 12, the record has not been set straight, were hiding, stowed away inside of their cart. They broke out, uh, one dressed like a squirrel, (laughs) and one covered in soot and metal. They were like, what are we going to do with these kids? But before they could really find out, due to all the noise and racket being made with, you know, slapping trees with wooden swords, clanging axes against metal chests, etc., etc., blowing things up, they had some visitors. These visitors were strange lizard bat creatures, a small army, a platoon of these things, along with one female with white glistening scales and blood red eyes cloaked in a fur. She swooped down upon them and they were in a pretty uh, vicious battle. But these four, including the two children, surprisingly, held their own, probably with the help of Ox's cannon that he built impromptu. They defeated them or did they? As Kelgum stabbed into the back of this figure with what should have been a killing blow, she triggered a failsafe or something, and now they are wrapped up in a terrible blizzard with the sounds of tiny shrieks on the wind. They have gathered into their cart and are now rushing through the Glimmerdale Forest. This is a skills challenge. Oh, yes. Let's just go ahead and just roll all new initiatives. Ox got a 17. Squirrel got a 15. Durnier got a non-natural 20. Nice. Okay. And Kelgum? I got another six. Wow. Kelgum, you got to get some new dice. So the order will be this. Thurnier, Ox, Squirrel, Kelgum. Here is your goal. Your goal is to, you know, get away. This female draconic thing is flying high above you guys, like 30 feet up. In the wind, you hear the shrieks of some critters and creatures, and every once in a while, one will swoop down, and you can almost see something in the wind. Those of you that are particularly perceptive, it almost looks like a tiny little lizard bat, pure white, almost looks like it's made of ice and snow. And this is all trying to accost you, stop you, kill you, do something, and you guys are trying to escape, uh, get away. You could try to attack the woman if you can, You can just try to help steer the cart. You can try to uh, combat these things that are surrounding you, you guys. Whatever works. You can use your spells. You can use attacks. You can use your skills. Okay? First is Thurnier. Now, Thurnier, you are driving the cart, right? Yeah. So, what would you like to do first? 
I guess I might pull my boomerang out of the, my pocket and like with one hand be driving and then the other hand like throw it sort of behind me. Okay. Are, are you trying to just kind of interrupt these things that are flying around or are you trying to hit the woman? I guess hit the woman because she seems to be like the source. Okay. All right. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. 16. 16 is just it's good it's gonna do it so go ahead um you can roll me a damage roll okay four damage four damage okay so you hear the sort of commonly heard thunk of your boomerang hitting her and then it swoops back into your hand and you hear a cry out from above uh, and you, you kind of look back over your shoulder, and it's hard to see. It's getting harder and harder to see with this blizzard, but it looks like maybe she kind of fell back a little bit. Okay. And you can see that now she's actually flapping her wings and flying, and occasionally you will see what looks like blood dripping off of her feet. Now it is Ox's turn. Ox. Um, who's hurt? Who all is, is feeling the pain? I'm hurt. I'm hurt pretty bad. I'm hurt. I guess squirrels hurt the most, so I'm going to run over to squirrel in the cart. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use Cure Wounds. Okay, okay. How does that, how do you do that? Well, he like reaches back to his cannon backpack thing. And Mm. you see him pull out some black dust and he goes to where she's cut. And he like puts that black dust in there. And then you see that little blue flame light up on his hand again. And there's a little... It hurts. It definitely hurts. But he uh, he closes your wound rather quickly. (laughs) Uh, Squirrel, wait, hold, still, that'll help. Is it level one? Yeah. Okay, so 1d8 plus two. I got a seven. Seven plus two, nine. All right, very good. Okay, so next in line is Squirrel. Squirrel, you feel a little better. What are you going to do? Is Squirrel still uh, raging? It's ten rounds. Uh, you're you're still raging right now. The only way that you can you you can maintain your rage. Hit you have well, you don't necessarily have to hit something, but you have to attack. It ends if you're unconscious, or if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn. There are a bunch of these little things flying around, and there's her up in the air, far back and really hard to see. What you do? Okay, so she's gonna take her javelin, short, really short javelin. Okay, you've and only got two left, I think. I think you started with four, right? Yes. Okay. You threw two, and I don't think you went and collected them. You're right. You know. Two more. Okay. So she's just going to take her javelin and stand up on the boxes and go. (laughs) Okay. She's going Super Saiyan. (laughs) And she's like aiming. You can see her like aiming with it. That's a 15 plus eight, so 23. So you're trying to hit her? Yeah. Okay. You got to roll disadvantage. She's really hard to see. So got it. Oh, I got a 15 again. Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, again. <laughs> you did it. So, uh, so you hit her. Go ahead and roll me uh, your damage. Two plus seven. So seven. Which is nine damage. Okay. And I'm raging, so. Yeah, that's the nine. Oh, okay. Plus, plus nine. five plus two. So nine damage nine. then. Okay. Uh, and I have, uh, you, okay. It does connect. You hear. You don't hear the sound of it of connecting because now all you hear is the howling sound of wind in your ears and little shrieks, but you do hear her cry out, and that is it for your turn. Well, I do want to. Um, there's a thing that I got. You got a thing? Yeah. It's called Beast Sense, but I have to cast it for ten minutes or something like that. I was gonna jump on Donald. You're gonna try. You want to see through Donald's eyes? 
Yes. Okay. And maybe help with the driving? Yes. You have to do that next turn. That's that'll, what I'm saying. I just wanted to see if I had to, like... That could be cool. That could really help with the driving. I had to, like, prepare it or whatever. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to do that for yeah. next turn. Okay. Uh, Kelgum. So these little things are flying around, right? Yes, they are. So I'm going to try to, like, hit one. It's, okay. like, kind of swooping down or something. Okay. Just make me an attack roll with your rapier. Disadvantage? Uh, no, these are really close. They're, they're coming at you. Um, I got a 17. Okay, that is a hit. So you manage to hit one. Uh, when you do, you actually it kind of like falls down onto the uh, onto the cart with you, and you get a look at it for a second. And it's like I said, it looks like a little bitty lizard bat thing made up of snow and ice. But the moment that it hits the cart, you get just a second to look at it, and then it just turns into snow. Just dusts out. Oh, that's fine. Okay. All right, Thurnier. Okay, so I'm not sure how I can, if feeding Donald would make him go faster. So you want to help that with him? Uh, let's just call this animal handling. Okay. Seven. Okay. You are calling out to Donald, but you're pretty sure he's having trouble hearing you, and he seems to be getting really freaked out. He's kind of sporadically jerking back and forth. And this blizzard, uh, it seems like when that javelin hit the thing up there, it just got harder. The snow is thicker, the wind is howling, it seems to almost be swirling around you guys, and your vision is practically non-existent right now. You can see about five to ten feet in front of you. Okay. This is not going well. Shucks. What do you do? That's tough. I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to decide. <laughs> uh, new theme song. Uh, <laughs> well, you know Ops how... and squirrel. Riding the cart. Yes. Anyway. I mean, that's really what he's doing. He's humming like Squirrel was doing. There he is driving. And he's like, Kill yeah, the thing. Gotta go back here. Everybody look out behind the cart. And he's gonna use a thunder wave. Oh. Oh, that's smart. And kind of blast everything back away from him. Like up or behind or. Probably up would be the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that one. Just give me, instead of doing like a save, just give me like a. Like an arcana. 17 on the dice and plus two, oh, that's so that's a 19. 19. So with a 19, you just kind of point up. What, what is your thunder wave like? What does it look like? You just cast it out of your hands, or is that like you use a tool? Oh, no. He reaches back to his cannon, and he like mm-hmm. turns around and points his butt towards the direction that he's he's aiming the thing because that's where the holes what? in the cannon are. And he takes his hands with those blue flames and slaps the metal on his back, and it boom. Big electric wave. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Okay, <laughs> so this big wave goes up, and when it does, you see like a shock wave go out, and it kind of blows the snow back for a moment, and when that happens, you see all these little things, the little lizard bat things, probably a dozen within 15 feet, and they all just bust, and the, the snow just like a shock wave goes out, and you guys are running, and in that moment, squirrel, you can see that Actually, it kind of clears all the way around you guys somehow. It looks like Donald is about to run right into the river. I didn't think that would work. <gasps> and it's your turn. Okay, so Squirrel sees that, mm-hmm. and you hear her go, and she jumps. Well, that's helpful. 
Yeah. She looks, she looks at Og, she looks at Og, so she's uh-huh. just like. Felicia's like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's real fun. What do you do? So <laughs> she's going to jump. Uh, I'm, I figure that his horns are pretty big, Donald's oh, yeah. horns. Yeah. Okay, so she jumps right behind, like on his neck, holding on to, <laughs> holding on to his horns. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> she's going to use beast sense. Okay. So she just, she grabs onto his horns. And she just lays her chin on his head. Okay. And she goes. Okay. And she uses beast sense. She is so weird. You can see what he sees, and here's what he hears. Uh, you've got a hold of him. And I'm going to say that when you do that, there's kind of a link between your minds. And you're not controlling him. I just see. But he feels somewhat comforted by you being there with him. Yeah, we're best friends. Um, <laughs> so are you going to. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends. So her, she, <laughs> we're best friends. Yeah, she's just holding on. Are you going to try horns. and like steer him away from the water? Is oh, that yeah. Your plan? She's going to take him just Okay, left if you're going to do that, here's what I'm going to need from you. And this is going to be interesting, let me just tell you. Oh, no. I'm going to need an animal handling check. Oh, no. With, it, with advantage. I should have used speaks with animals. Your animal <laughs> handling is a negative three. <laughs> You got this. <laughs> you have advantage to pull him oh, no. a little bit to the right and not lead him into the river. I need a 10 or higher. I get advantage. With advantage. Come on, Felicia. <laughs> that's not good. That's one. Uh, so Here comes the other one. That's what was seven. the first? That's oh, a four. Gosh. It was a seven minus three. Here, Here we, we go. go. Say a little prayer for you. Oh, no. Oh, that's just a six. That's a three. Wow. That's a three. Wow. Oh, no. We're all going in the river. I'm covered in heavy armor. You hear a... (laughs) And then you all feel your stomachs fall out as the cart and Donald goes flying off of a small cliff. (laughs) You are flying down toward the river. I can't swim! I'm I'm, I'm riding this rail. Kelgum, <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to say I need a dexterity saving throw from you. Let me ask you this. What would you want to do in this moment as you're falling? What would your instinct be? Try not to die. Yeah, try not to <laughs> die. Okay, that works. So let's say you grab something that looks like it might float. A box, a crate, something sealed, a barrel in the back. Uh, <laughs> give me a dexterity saving throw to grab the nearest thing to you. You should be pretty good with Natural that. Natural 20. Yes. Oh, you yeah. grab, you dive forward, and your hands land right on the, the box. special box. Yes. And as the cart, the goat, or the ram, and all of your companions crash into the water, you are gripping onto this box. Oh, man, it is so cold. It is, oh, it's so cold. It is ice. If you kill Donald, I'll never forgive you. Hey, look, I gave her advantage. Uh, you know, you hear, and then just whoosh, water. Oh Everyone has crashed into the water. Uh, Thurnier, you are now in the water. Donald is going under. Everyone is, the cart is crashed against the water. Everything is flipped up. What do you do in this moment? I mean, it's, it's pretty chaotic, so you, you don't really have a lot you can do, but what are you trying to do in this moment? I think the first priority would to grab Ox. And then second priority would to, un- would to be unhitched Donald from the cart. Okay. I'm going to say you've got to choose one of those things. So first would be Ox. 
Is the ox like, is he like just floating down the river or like what's his situation? You guys have crashed into the water. Ox is kind of trying to swim and it's very difficult because he's covered in heavy metal. <laughs> All right, I guess I just grab him and like put him on my shoulders or something. Now you you can speak. And so, you, you know, if you want to call out to one of the others to save Donald, you can do that. But you want to try and grab Ox. So just give me a, uh, I'll say a strength save because he's right there next to you. So I'll say you can get him. It's a matter of holding him up because he's heavy. He's very heavy with all that metal. So give me a strength saving throw. Oh my goodness, your strength save is redonkulous. Yeah, it's 24. <laughs> okay, That's yeah. awesome. You've got him up on your shoulders and you are able to swim good enough for the two of you. Uh, Ox, it's your turn. You are on Thurnier's shoulders. Does Thurnier say anything about uh, Donald? Someone save Donald. okay all right ox what are you doing you're on his shoulders and being on top of him he is managing to keep you above water and you've kind of got free range of your hands it's like you're on a mount can i see donald still you can but you would have to get off his shoulders to help him squirrel is on donald squirrel Um, is literally attached to donald's back (laughs) squirrel is on donald well i was thinking about casting she's got a hold of his horns levitate on donald okay you can do that I think that's that what you want to do. I think that's what I want to do. I think um, he's well, gonna like spit up a bunch of water and be like, uh, 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 "Thanks, big guy." Uh, Millie, hold on. And then he's gonna cast levitate. Okay, so it levitates, but it doesn't move, right? Mm-hmm. It just goes up. Correct. So you immediately cast levitate, and it start. He starts floating up, and so does Squirrel. <laughs> but you see that it is tied to the cart still. Donald is still strapped to the cart. So let's you, you cast levitate, but for your sort of play in this, let's say that you're going to try and unhook it or cut him loose something from the cart, and that'll be what your role is. Um, I'm going to shoot his his uh, his rope with my crossbow. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll, and you're going to have disadvantage on this. Oh, I thought we were friends. We are friends. Yeah, well, they're terrible. I got an eight and a seven. Okay, neither one is going to do that. So you fire it off and you miss. And while Donald's head and Squirrel are both above the water, they're being pulled along and tugged along by the cart, which is like crashing through this river. You also hear a shriek as the female lizard bat comes swooping down on her wings. And you can see that she has drawn a bow and is about to fire it. Uh, That is what you see, Kelgum. I will give you one opportunity to interrupt her from shooting one of you with this bow. Get him. So as I land in the water with the box, I kind of flicker. So she's trying to shoot a bow at me, right? She's trying to shoot a bow at someone. You're not sure who it is. You just see her up there with the bow drawn. So I'm going to try to, like, cover the whole box with my body, if that's possible. Okay. Well, just give me a... uh, We'll we'll call this a sleight of hand check because you're trying to hide something. Um, That is a non-natural 20. You guys are rolling for boss over there for real you're sort of able to uh push the box down just enough in the water that she can't see what you're standing on she's gonna take a shot she's gonna take a shot at thurnier's back she completely misses good in fact her arrow comes whizzing down past you and slices right through the reins uh donald tied to the cart did she roll on that one natural one awesome 
Now, I will say this, Donald was being pulled along by the cart, but now he seems to be slowing and stopping. He and Squirrel are on the back of this thing, and Squirrel, you are on Donald's back, and now you two are floating upward. I'm not still raging? You are, uh, wait, nope, you didn't attack last turn. Your rage has ended. So my rage is gone. Your rage is gone, but you do see that woman. She has swooped down pretty close. She's within 10 feet of you. Hmm. You have one javelin left. I have one javelin left. Yep. Okay, Donald, this is for the biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to take the javelin, kiss it, and throw it at the woman. I'm going to give you advantage. What was that, 14? That's a 14. We'll go ahead and roll it make sure you're going to do the next one. 13. Okay, that's enough with your bonus. Right. So it flies up. Go ahead and roll me the damage. She swoops down really close. That's 10. You roll 10 damage as this blunt javelin strikes her right between the, her blood red eyes. Yes. When it does, she kind of flips back and crashes into the water behind you guys. Sick. The wind is whipping around you all harder and harder. It seems to be like unstoppable now. Uh, but you all are down in the water, all except for Donald. Uh, as you're going by Thurnier, I'll give you a chance to grab Donald by the ankle as he's floating up past your head. I will. I'll just try and like keep him not like floating away. Yeah, you just want to like pull him along like a balloon. Yeah. Uh, give me a. Uh, I'm gonna need. I think it's gonna have to be a dexterity. Okay. It is a twelve. Okay, that's good enough to grab something. You just grab a hold. You've got uh, Ox on your shoulders. You're holding on to Donald. I'll say that you can grab his reins that are kind of hanging there. So it's like a string. You're pulling along. How long does that levitate last? That is a good question. Levitate. And, and squirrels on on. Up to 10 Donald. minutes with concentration. Yeah. 10 so minutes. You concentrating? I'm concentrating. Kind of. Concentrating. And you are pulling along. And you guys are now tumbling down through the river. Uh, you're actually kind of in a good spot because... Uh, Thurnier is really good at swimming, surprisingly, even though he's like part rock. Uh, he is, he, he's actually really tall. He's able to just kind of keep bouncing. Ox is on his back. You've got Donald by the string, pulling him along. Squirrel is on Donald's back. Mm-hmm. And Kelgum is floating along, kind of surfing <laughs> along, freezing to death on the back of this coffer. That's when you guys hear it. Um, what is it? Sort of really strong wind, buzzing in your ears, swirling. Something louder is crashing through. It sounds like water falling a great distance. Oh, no. And crashing far below. Uh, no, 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 no. But by the time you hear it... Ox can't swim, man. It's a little bit too late. <laughs> Off you go. Donna! Free falling down this waterfall. And when you do, you sort of fall out of this blizzard. Thurnier, give me a strength save. I'm going to need you. It's a pretty high DC on this. 18. 18? I'm going to say 18 is good enough. You are holding on to those reins. And the levitation spell is pulling Donald down, but you're not free-falling. Kelgum, you've got a hold of this box. You're going to ride it down? Sure, I'll just like surf it off the edge. Okay, you're going to surf it down. So what I need from you is a dexterity saving throw to sort of not belly flop. You know what I'm saying? That's a nine. That's not great. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So you are all falling. Thurnier, you're falling slower, but still falling, and you do land in the water. 
Kelgum, you fall hard, fast. You're kind of juggling yourself, trying to kind of get your bearing and, and kind of jump off and dive. You're just a little too late, and you do slap the water a little hard, and you're going to take a little bit of damage here. You take nine bludgeoning damage from body slaps from the water. <laughs> Not cool. Now, the moment that you guys hit that water, though, it's like I said, when you fall off in this waterfall and you're like falling down, you come out of this wintry storm. It's like it's a cloud above you guys. It's just following you. And as you're falling, you don't notice it at first, but the moment you hit the water, total warmth. That's like good. It what? almost burns a little because it's, it's so hot and you were so cold. Uh, you know, hypothermia, you might need to think about that with that temperature change. But you guys land in the water and it is just an immediate rush of warmth. And as you kind of climb your way back up, you realize that you've landed in these this sort of small lake that the water runs down into that is tied in with a hot spring. It's somewhat of a, not tourist attraction, but you know, people know of it in this area. And you guys have landed in it. And as you struggle up or those of you kind of light down like Mary Poppins uh, with your floating goat. Uh, you know, Kelgum, you swim upward and you get to looking around. The box pops up out of the water next to you and you can put your arm around it. Uh, Thurnier with Ox and Donald and Squirrel, you all flutter down. You can see the great wells of steam coming up off of these hot springs going up the side of this waterfall and above you, you see that storm as it just dissipates in the hot steam rising above the lake. Oh my gosh. You did it. Yeah. Um, can we get out of the, out of the water? <clears throat> I mean, can we get out of the water? <laughs> I guess I just sort of start making my way towards shore. Okay. It's not too far of a swim. Okay. You just did. kind of pulling Squirrel along on her balloon ride. You did good, Donald. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just hugging him around the neck. You can still see and hear out of his eyes, and he goes... <laughs> Cut the concentration when you make it to land. When you make it to land? Yeah, make it to land. Okay. Put him back down. He comes down. I don't think they fall when it ends. He, he comes down safely. Kelgum? So he hits the water again, and he flickers again. Then he tries to swim to the nearest shore. Okay. You come up on the shore. Uh, your nearest shore is, like, farther than theirs. They kind of came on the western side of the lake and you came on the eastern side of the lake is sort of the way things went where they kind of fluttered off to the side uh, you come up on the shore uh, you all see Kelgum climbing out of the water over there on the other side as you're kind of gathering your bearings Kelgum you can pull the box up out with you and as you come out on the other side you uh, hear the flap of wings and a large black crow lands on a branch in front of you okay Kill it to death. <laughs> you guys don't see the crow over there. You're getting Donald down. Squirrel's crying uh, about Donald because he did such a good job. Uh, <laughs> you guys are just kind of doing your thing. Squirrel, squirrel, did you did you see my cannon? It was cool, right? It was the that was the best shot you've ever taken with it. And she's just gonna give me my high five. You did so good with your sword. Oh man, Donald, did you see him? Did you see Ox shoot it? Wait a minute. She's really tore up. Um, we need the box. And what's in the box? And, oh, shh, sorry. Kelgum, the crow flutters over and lands on your shoulder. And leans its head down and whispers in your ear again. Well done, Kelgum. I see that you survived at least. I think so. Well, then you're not so incompetent, are you? 
Yep. <laughs> Continue your mission. Find out what's inside that box. And when you're done and you receive your pay, you might let me know. Yes, sir. Good. And no one is the wiser. Yep. All right, well, I'll be watching. And he calls and flutters off. Wow. That was odd. <laughs> uh, he's far odd. you're far enough away none of them can see what's going on or hear you there's all this steam coming around uh, so you've got pretty good cover do you pick up your box and make your way over to him yep all right shortly you're all reunited what do you do is this like so like where are we now you're still going in the right direction norden town is south from where you were so you were supposed to cross the bridge you probably ran right past it during the snowstorm, and before you crashed in the water, you probably ran right past the bridge. The bridge would have brought you on the road down a safer path to the lower path, the lower part here. You would kind of gone around this big cliff and made your way down to Nordentown. But if you follow the river, it will take you right to Nordentown. You know that. So I guess you just try and find the road and follow the river. Yep, follow the river. I guess I put Ox on Donald. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Look, squirrel, I gotta ride Donald. Yeah, scoot over. I'm riding too. <laughs> you two hop on Donald? Yep. Okay. Onward, Donald. We got stuff to do. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's late at night now. Uh, you guys are moving in. Like I said, it's dark. You had stopped for camp before all this mess happened. So it is the middle of the night, but you don't really know if that draconic woman is dead or what. She crashed into the water, seemed to be not doing so well. I think stopping would be a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, my arm hurts a little bit, but I'm okay. We need to, we need to keep going. You want me? You want me? You, you want me to fix it? I mean, you can. It hurts pretty bad. Well, the cart is toast. The only food that you would have on you is like maybe if you had some rations attached, like in your backpack or something like that. Ox, but you guys can travel if you need to stop and take a short rest before you do. You know, you could do that. If you might need to take a short rest and use some hit dice and things like that. You can do that now. Um, let's heal up a little bit and then then head on. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. idea. So you guys can spend your hit dice to get your HP back up if you want. So you you take a minute, you do some healing, get yourself back up to tip-top shape, maybe grab a little snack from your rations, and head out on the road. You're walking through the forest. Uh, you're, You're kind of heading over. The river at the hot springs actually kind of goes underground for a bit. Uh, and then comes up a little further to the east from where you are, but you find it, it's not far. You can follow it very easily. You come to the riverside, and you begin to follow the bank traveling south toward Nordentown. It's a couple hours still. You guys have got quite a ways to go, so you travel about two, three, four hours. You're about halfway through the night. You haven't heard anything. There have been no signs of danger and you guys are pretty tired. Uh, you actually, you, you probably have to take a couple more rests because Donald needs a break. <clears throat> so you guys take some short rests. Uh, you, you know, you maybe you don't set up a camp because you know, you're afraid that there might be some more of the, these weird lizard things trying to kill you. But you take short rests where you have to, do what you gotta do. And after a good ways travel, you uh, following the river, you come out of the forest and you see up ahead of you a city. 
The city is built with pretty tall walls uh, to keep things out. The river runs right into a large moat that surrounds the city. The river actually kind of flows around it. You don't know if the city was built to hold the river back or if they just built it the way that the river was already laid out. But the, uh, the entrance into Nordentown, you have to actually cross the river. The river runs right up against the wall of the city and there's a bridge that leads over it and then there is a drawbridge that lowers to let people in. And as you are approaching the city, the sun is rising. Is the drawbridge lowered? As you are approaching, getting closer, and the sun is cresting over the hill, you hear the sounds of the gears turning, and the drawbridge lowers at sunup. So, just in time, just perfect timing. The sun has risen, the bridge is down, and the four of you, two children on a goat, or on, on a ram, uh, yeah. A very tall Goliath and a short dwarven cloaked figure all approach this drawbridge. You step on, you go inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've never been here before. I don't think I have either. 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 <laughs> either, silly. <laughs> no, I, I said it wrong. <laughs> you guys are nuts. As you're walking onto the drawbridge and up toward the gate, you hear a voice call out. Oi, hello there. Uh, what's your business in Nordentown? Oi, hello there. We'll tell you when you let us in. Oi, who are you? <laughs> what's your business in Nordentown? <laughs> you sounded just like you. <laughs> do it again, do it again. Oi, who are you? It's hilarious. Oi, I'm going on the roof. I yell at you when you come in. <laughs> you got him, squirrel. <laughs> Boy, we're delivering a package. <laughs> he oh, no. <laughs> hey, look, there's no reason to be hateful about it. I'm just trying to check in and make sure you, what your business is. You know, here we are. I'm a guard. It's my job. I don't come where you're working. I'm and, just trying to check in and see what your business is. I don't come in. <laughs> uh, I just continues uh, to, to mimic him. What's What sort of package are you delivering? Secret. secret. What sort of package are you delivering? <laughs> <laughs> As we walk past, Thurner says, Oi, good day. <laughs> hey, I'm going to need to know what you're doing here before I can let you into the city. Oi, delivery. Oi, you know it's in the box? What no, sort you of, don't. What sort of delivery? Let me let me see the box. What what is he, What do you got there? None yet. <laughs> and Squirrel just, like, is dying laughing. <laughs> Are any of you gonna be able to talk to me like normal people? It's this box. He holds it up, and he says, "No one's allowed to open it." Uh, do you have a license for that? A permit? Oh, yes. We don't need no license. <laughs> Look, if you if you're bringing some strange box in here and you're not gonna let me see what's inside it, I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna need to see something, some sort of paperwork, merchant guild, something. I guess I'll just hold it out and like. Be like, be my guest. Go ahead and open it. Uh, he he kind of looks at it. He says, um, you got a key for this lock here? Squirrel's going to start to get a little serious. Uh, you've, no. Mm-mm. Uh, Don't. Who, 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 who are we supposed to deliver this to? He looks at the Goliath. A guy in a tavern. Re- read that scroll over there. You pull out the scroll? Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? First, I show it to Ox because he's curious about who we're giving the box to. And then I'll show it to the guard. Ox is like trying to sound out each word. 
Okay. <laughs> and Squirrel's kind of looking over his shoulder, like trying to help him. As he gives him the box, I'm going to rip the box out of his hand and just start bolting towards the cow. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> you Wait. grab the box and take off running. Uh, when you do, more guards come kind of rushing out. Hey, stop there. Stop. It's okay. He's just scared. He's fine. He's just running. He's showing you how fast you run. We run fast too. Ha! Go, Donald. And I'm gonna hit his butt, and we're gonna go. Okay. <laughs> you guys run for it, but there's like a like a small like probably like five or six, seven or eight of these guards. They're kind of jumped in your way, like trying to block your way, because it's a long passageway between the gate to the actual road. So they kind of block it off, and you hear them like slam, like they're they're cranking down the gate to keep you guys from getting in. Thurnier, you're standing there with the guard. You and Ox still. Hey, tell your friends to stop right this minute or we'll have to take you guys to jail. Uh, squirrel, squirrel. Oh. <laughs> Go to jail? Dad will get mad. Come back here. Mom will be furious. Whoa, Donald. We can't go to jail today. They're kind of standing there with spears as you approach Kelgum holding the box. And the main guard who stepped up, he said, All right, now that's enough of this funny business. Now you listen here. I need to know. I need to know. What you're doing. <laughs> he looks at Squirrel. What you're doing here, or we can take you guys to jail. Are these your kids? Are these your kids? These don't look like your kids. What are these kids doing with you here? It's a field trip. It's a field trip. Yeah. F- for school. For school. No, not it, it's a special adventuring <laughs> club. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're s- I'm 12 years old. Okay. I don't need to listen to you. Okay. I'm 12. Wait. Are we- he, he looks at the guy carrying the box. Are we 12 again? I think we're 12. M- Mr. Dwarf, <laughs> is what is what this Goliath here is saying, is he is he lying to me? Is this a, some sort of trip? Yes, it is a trip. And we are, this box, we are to display it to all of these people. But we don't know the password to it. Um, yep. I see. Kelgum, why don't you give me a deception check? And Thurnier, since you're also in on it, we'll say that you're just assisting and it'll give Kelgum uh, advantage on the roll. Okay, that is a 23. 23. Cool. Okay. He kind of stops, he walks over to you, Kelgum. He looks at the box, he says, So this symbol on the uh, on the lock here, is that, uh, is that like your club seal or something, <laughs> I guess? He thinks we're in a club. <laughs> it is our adventure club. Symbol. Squirrel can't keep Squirrel? it Sorry. I suppose that makes sense. And this 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 scroll you show me, it, it seems pretty official. I didn't finish reading it. <laughs> Look, we're not real. You're free to come and go in Norton Town, so long as you're not here to start any trouble. Are you here to start any trouble? No. I lied. Well, let me just. I'm actually ten. <laughs> 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 Ox like pats you on the shoulder. I, it's good to tell the truth. Yeah, it is. Oh it feels, I've been holding that in a long time. Oh my goodness! Well, all right. You know, it, it's fine. Uh, you you all go on in, but uh, let me just tell you: if, if I find out you've caused any trouble, it's going to be some pretty serious, pretty serious repercussions. You understand, young Wait. lady and young man? Uh, you two need to learn. <clears throat> it's not nice to mock people. It's not nice. To- <laughs> I need to learn what? Just think if I was some kind of crazy murderer or something. Just think if I was some kind of crazy murderer or something. I might... Hey. Uh, <laughs> now. 
Oi. Oi. Listen to what I'm telling you. Uh-huh. No trouble. Okay. You can open the gates, fellas. No trouble, you know, squirrel. And he gates. slaps his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to hold her squirrel totem. No trouble at all. Man, you guys are doing great. <laughs> We're really good at deception. and you, you come into town. They open the gate. They let you through. Some of them kind of eyeball you as they climb back in and, and head up to the top of the uh, top of the wall. You all are in Nordentown. It's not real busy yet. It's still really early morning. There are a few people moving around. There are cobblestone streets. Buildings are, you know, mostly mostly made of wood. Um, mostly wooden buildings you see around here. Uh, pretty tall on, on both sides. It's kind of like a, uh, looks like some sort of a business type district where you're at on the northern side of the city. You do see, like, a couple of people out, like merchants set out. They're selling, like, breads for breakfast and things like that. Different stuff. You can smell that. You can also smell... A little bit of like saltiness to the air because you guys are not far from the ocean here in the city. There's actually it's actually adjacent to docks that dock right on the sea, on the western side. You, you see some people coming up and down the street, uh, different things like that. What do you do? I wanna just give the package to Turnier, and then I wanna just like run to the tavern. Okay, so you realize in that moment you don't actually know exactly where the tavern is. <laughs> <laughs> you take off running and then you go, wait, where am I going? Where is it? What? Where is this tavern? Hey, where are you going? I ask someone. Okay. Uh, you see the bread merchant? Talk to him? Yeah. All right. You step up. He is currently selling a nice bagel to someone. He gets done with his uh, little transaction. He takes the gold and he turns his, uh, hello, sir, there. Can I help you with anything this morning? Would you like to try some of our artisan breads? We have bagels. We have French loaves. We have Italian loaves. We have toast. We have. No, thanks. Oh, no? no not hungry? Squirrel jumps off of Donald. I just want to know where um, the Northern Lights Tavern is. Oh, the Norden Lights? Yeah. Norden Lights Tavern. Oh, well, you, you just head this way. You head down over to the uh, the northwestern side of town, you know, in the direction of the docks. You go that way. It'll kind of lead you. You follow this road. You'll come to this road. This road will come to a four-way <laughs> stop. When you get to that four-way stop, you'll take a right. You'll travel about, mm, I don't know, uh, say a few blocks, and you'll take a left, uh, and you'll go a few more blocks, and then you'll take another right. I mean, you could go on the main road. It would take you there. It's just going to take twice as long. But if you do this, it'll get there a lot quicker. Uh, you know, a couple, uh, it's a half an hour or so. You could probably make it there on foot. Or if you'd like, I've got a friend who actually runs carriages. He'd probably take you there. Wow, that guy talks really fast. <laughs> hey, what is, what, you want some bread? You want some bread? You want some bread? You want some bread? Do you want some bread? <laughs> you want some bread? Do you want some bread? Actually, yes. You want some bread? I'll have two breads. Squirrel, I just uh, start running where he said. You take off running? Yeah. Kilgum takes off running. I want bread. Thurner, Kilgum okay. takes off running. We want four of the bagels um, and... Uh, What's that other one he said? And then she pulls out like a bunch of gold, like not a bunch of gold, but she pulls out too much and just kind of puts it on the table. Oh my. And then uh, she gets the bread or whatever mm -hmm. and hands one to Ox and is like, let's go. And she gives one to Donald and like starts, you know, I think she would probably jump on Donald and start going toward Kelgrim. So you're now you're chasing after Kelgrim? Yep, with bagels in hand. What's Thurnier doing? Is Ox going with. Squirrel? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, Absolutely. I'll probably buy some bread and then just start following them. Kelgum, are you trying to get away from them? I'm just trying to run to the tavern as fast as I can. 
Okay, so you're not necessarily trying to get away from them. You're just trying to get there quickly. I don't have the box either. Oh, yeah. You don't. That's true. You guys get your bread and, and take off. Kelgum's got a little bit of a head start on you, and you all just start heading that way. You're moving toward town. Uh, did you all write down the directions he gave you? He said go right and left and then jump on the tree and left and go towards the mailbox. Wait, wait, wait. Which one's right? Is it <laughs> this one? And he holds up both his hands in front of him, making the L symbol, and he's like... It's the other one. Um, no, it's the other one. It's that one. Donald, th- take us right. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to need. Let's, let's see. Since Kelgum, since you're in the front, why don't you give me a survival check? Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, that is a seven. Okay, you make the first right, pretty simple, and then you make the first left, pretty simple, and then you have no idea where you are. Okay, I ask another person. Okay, the part that you have arrived in looks like a pretty sketchy part of town. It seems like the buildings are a little more run down. Uh, You see a couple of people, like, fighting in an alley. You may or may not have heard someone cry out for help uh, at some point. But you do see some guy kind of walking down. He looks, he's got like his sleeves torn off. He's smoking a pipe. He's got like a, some kind of like a sailor hat on, basically. Uh, he's eating a can of spinach. I'm just kidding. It's, it's not Popeye. Uh, he, <laughs> he's like the only person you see on the street right now. You approach him and talk to him. Mm-hmm. What do you say? You know where the Northern Lights Tavern is? Uh, who's asking? Me. And who's you? Um, Kelgum? Kelgum. What kind of name is Kelgum? Eh? What are you doing in this part of town? I'm just trying to find this tavern. I see. And are these your friends? He points at the, the rest of them. This ain't no place for no kids. Whoa, now. Ox points back. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Ox is whoa. just pointing back. At whoa. This ain't no place for no kids. Are you, who are you calling kid? Is he calling me kid or you? We ain't no kids. I'm 12. Well, uh, those aren't my friends. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but hey, I thought you liked us. I don't know who those guys are. I'm just trying to find a tablet. <laughs> After all we went through. They're near. What are you, are you standing there? Do you say anything? It's okay, squirrel. It's okay. I just can't believe you don't want to be our friend. Our friend here is a little bit crazy. And I'm like, put my hand on his head. He's like Dory. He suffers from short-term memory loss. So he kind of <laughs> forgot. <laughs> the direction that we were his friends. So yeah, we're 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 his friends. So can you just point us towards the tavern and we'll be on our way. And what's in it for me? I got his bagel. I'm not just giving out free information. I got a bagel. I got bagels at home. I don't need bagels. Yeah, this is a fresh hot bagel. He said it was good. It's supposed to be a really good bagel. I'm trying to have a conversation with this with this these gentlemen here. What what's in it for me if I I'm give trying you to have a conversation with these gentlemen here. I'll give you some gold. <laughs> I'll give you a uh, top-notch lesson boomerang throwing. Uh, how much gold are we talking? Ten pieces. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, for ten pieces, I'll tell you. Uh, go back the way you came. Uh, you get to that main road up there. You need to take a left. Head on out. You'll get to uh, Cobble Street. I know it's redundant. It's Cobblestone, and it's called Cobble Street. I didn't name this city. Uh, but you did, though. Cobble Street. Take a left. Follow that out. You'll eventually see it. It's a pretty nice place. It's pretty close to the docks. Uh, you see, like I say, Northern Lights on the 
the front there, there's like a sign. It's got the words Northern Lights with like mountains and like the moon. I don't go there myself. It's a little too hoity-toity for me, you know? A little too hoity-toity for me. I'm a baby. Okay, so you head that way. <laughs> we got him, didn't we, Squirrel? <laughs> we did. He's a loser. You take off in that direction, and the, the sailor guy, he kind of like cuts his eyes at you kids as you walk by. You kids need to learn some manners. Squirrel looks at him and goes, Kids need. He kind of jerks some back. Manners. <laughs> oh, come on, Donald. <laughs> He's like, Kids. And he goes off. You want to make your way further into town, and after some traveling, you're closer now, and he's giving you slightly better directions. You find the entrance to the Norden Lights Tavern. Are they, like, behind me? Yeah, they're unless you've been trying to get away from them. We're breathing down your neck. Jack. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of trying to get away. Okay, well, wow. along the way, why don't you make me a stealth check, then? Okay. 17. Okay. Does that beat everybody's passive perception? I think it probably does. Easy. Yeah. They're near. Your passive is what? It's 14. Okay. So he beats all your passive. So you slip off on your own and cut across a side street and rush the rest of the way. So you get there before them. What do you do? So the guy's a dwarf, right? What guy? The guy who we were giving the package to. So did you read the scroll? Probably. Probably <laughs> 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 didn't he? Uh, they handed it to you at the beginning, so we can say that if you wanted to during that, that sort of um, interaction that you read it. The scroll said this, At the Norden Lights, speak to the barkeep and ask for the preacher. They'll lead you to him. Take the sealed note inside this scroll and give it to him first. After reading the note, he'll trust you without question. Once you've delivered the package, return post-haste to deliver your report and receive the rest of your pay. So you were instructed to get to the Northern Lights, speak to the barkeep, and ask for the preacher, and they would take you to him. And the preacher is like the code name for this guy you're trying to find. And once you find him, you have to give him this sealed note that was inside the scroll in order for him to, like, trust you. I don't have that. Probably not. I think that Thurnir has the scroll. Okay, so I'm going to ask the barkeep for him. Okay, so you step inside? Yeah. All right, you go in. It's a pretty nice place, well-kept. A lot of, like, uh, treated lumber, kind of a rustic sort of look uh, to this place inside. There's a few people around, but it's still pretty early, and the few people that are around are mostly just eating uh, some breakfast, like you smell bacon and eggs when you step inside. Um, There is a human at the bar. He's sort of wiping off the bar, cleaning it, and you assume he is the barkeep. Yep, I ask him for the... Guy. The preacher. The preacher. All right, you, you walk up, and as you're walking up, he says, Oh, hello there. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, can I speak to the preacher? Uh, the preacher? You're looking for the preacher? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he stays here. Uh, he's not been around today, really. Um, I'll tell you what, it's kind of early. I know it seems early, but he, he usually gets out pretty early in the day, and he spends the day out like evangelizing or whatever you want to call it, preaching. Do you like stay there? Like, does he have like an in room or something there? Oh yeah, yeah. Here we've got we've got rooms and we've got rooms, uh, and he's been staying here. Is he um, still in his room, or is he left? Or? He's not here right now. He actually stepped out probably I don't know a half an hour ago. Where did he go? Uh, so he just goes around town, uh, usually kind of looking for, you know, actually, if I were you, the first place I would check if I was looking for someone like him would be uh, the temple. Okay, um, I will. Be there. I have a package to deliver for him. Oh, uh, do you you have it? You want me to ju- you want to just leave it here for him? I can give it to him if you'd like. Well, I'll, I'll 
Okay. Uh, well, can I interest you some breakfast or anything like that? Are you good? You need anything? No, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, nice to meet you. And he kind of turns around and goes back to his business. Okay. So <laughs> as I walk out, I just kind of look into the window of uh, of the place, and I just want to transform into one of the people that I see, so I look different. Okay. There is a as you're just kind of stepping out, you look and you do see. Uh, the one person you kind of look at real good and get a good look at, you see a dark-skinned dwarf. Dark brown skin, bald-headed, no beard. You turn into him? Yep. Okay. Then what do you do? Then I want to go to the temple. You head for the temple. The rest of you guys, you noticed a few minutes ago that Kelgum just kind of disappeared. And a few moments later, you arrive at the at the uh, the Northern Lights Inn and Tavern. Squirrel is just gonna walk up with the. I mean, they're on the back of Donald, so she's just gonna go up to the inn. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Kelgum came this way. Um, mm-hmm. he uh, where'd he go? Hmm, I don't know. Donald, let's go. Let's go inside, Donald. Does uh, does he have the box? No, he doesn't. I'll got the box. We turn around and he's just standing there with the box. <coughs> oh. oh, that's right. That's oh, right. He's got the box. That's it. Um, we know that. Okay. So, who are we looking for in here? The barkeep. Uh, okay. So, I'm just going to walk Donald in there. <laughs> As Squirrel is about to do that, I'm going to like signal to Donald and her that it's probably not a good idea to bring a ram into this place. Okay. Hey, he's. D- Donald is our friend. Why can't we bring him? He's very well mannered. Look at him. Come on, guys. Ox hops down and like goes he- walking into the bar. <sighs> okay. Thurnier, you step inside. Yep. The barkeep looks up when you step in. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, welcome. Can I help you with something? Would you like some breakfast or a drink? Ox is like jumping and looking over the edge of the counter, being like, "I want dwarven ale." <laughs> oh sure here a mug of dwarven ale right for you he kind of steps over he grabs a tankard pours a drink into it and slides it over to you this is milk <laughs> that's what the best dwarven ale we offer hey what'd you get what'd you get did you get some did you get some it's it's dwarven ale they say it tastes, tastes just like milk oh wow here, have some. So, what can I do for you, oh, uh, sir? He oh, says, turning to Thurnier while they're uh, preoccupied with their milk. Uh, can we speak with the preacher? Also, have you seen a little dwarf come through here and ask about the preacher? Uh, yeah, just a few moments ago. You should have seen him coming in. I mean, probably a minute past, maybe. He was just here. What? But, yeah, the preacher. The preacher's not here. He's, uh, he's, I told the other guy, uh, he comes in the evenings. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me in real life right now? That's what she's actually doing. You're milk gurgling over yes. there. That's what she's doing. <laughs> uh, you go to the temple, uh, and that's probably the best place to find him. Uh, I told your dwarf friend, the friend of yours. He says we're not friends. Well, I told him the same thing. Check at the temple. So that'd be the best place to look. Don't worry. I'll be your friend. Thanks, Ox. And she just hugs him. Oh, Millie. I mean, squirrel. It, uh, yeah, squirrel. <laughs> All right. So I guess we just start <laughs> heading to the temple. I'm 
also running to the temple. I assumed that you were. Do you maintain your new uh, dwarven form? Beardless, hairless? Yeah. Okay, so you guys head out and you start making your way toward the temple. Kelgum has a bit of a lead on you. We'll just say that the barkeep gave you the directions you needed and they're pretty simple. He just said stick to the main road. Take you around. It's it's uh, a little further than the way you just came uh, on the other side toward the northeastern side instead of the northwestern side, which is where you are. So it takes you a little while to make that trip over, but you avoid that rough part of town and stay to the main road. Kelgum, say that you beat them there by, I don't know, probably about 15 minutes or so. You come to the temple, and this temple is huge. It's actually like a tower. Uh, and you see on the front there are symbols for all four of the gods, for Pelor, for uh, uh, Dervetter, for Provalian, and for Atonia on the front of this temple. So he's a dwarf, right, who I'm looking for? You would assume so. You don't know for sure, but you would think he probably is, since it was dwarves and people from Dimmerhold, and it's got to do with the... Uh, and you I'm going to start looking for a dwarf, like a dwarf that looks like... Okay, so you go inside and there's someone sort of at the door and they greet you. They're wearing uh, robes and they say, oh, hello, welcome to the temple. It's a a lady. She's kind of got like short brown hair. Um, What can we do to assist you today, Sir Dwarf? I am looking for a, um, a dwarf. His name by the preacher. The preacher? Well, this is a temple, and, you know, it's not really a term that we use, but a dwarf, you say? is Would he be perhaps in the Temple of Dervetter upstairs? Probably. Well, you're free to go and look. The preacher. We do have a visitor today. He just arrived probably within the hour. He's been coming some lately, and he has been giving some lessons, if you will, uh, helping with... Well, evangelism, if you want to call it that. For Devetter, if you'd like, he is upstairs. He's probably in the main sanctuary. Okay. I go up there. Okay. You. Uh, she shows you the way. You head upstairs. You come into the Temple of Devetter, and it's kind of like what you would expect. There are a lot of dark charcoal grays and mithril silvers. Uh, you see the symbol of Devetter, which is the hammer and the anvil on the crescent moon. You see a number of clerics kind of wandering around. Off to one side, though, there's like a, there are some, some pews sort of gathered around a little lectern, and there is a dwarf standing at the lectern, and he seems to be giving some sort of a lecture, some sort of a speech. He is probably middle-aged. He has dark hair, like a black beard kind of coming down the front with flecks of silver and gray kind of mixed into it. He is wearing cleric's robes, but they look more travel-weary, and there seems to be some sort of like a leather jerkin underneath, and he is speaking to a few people of mixed origin sitting in this small crowd. What do you do? I'm going to walk up to him, and I'm just going to kind of wait Till he like kind of he notices me, but I'm gonna kind of wait till like, he acknowledges me. So you want to kind of stand to the side and, and and like you know make yourself known, not interrupt him, just kind of wait for him to call on you. Uh huh. Okay, so you're kind of standing there watching. Um, you've made eye contact. He kind of stutters for a moment and then just goes on for a few minutes. As this is going on, the rest of you arrive at the temple. Do you think Donald's allowed in here? He is a sacred animal, so yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. So. Okay. Oh, let's bring it in. You enter the temple. 
You step inside. Similarly, there's a lady sitting there with shoulder-length brown hair. She steps up. Hello. Oh, can I can I help you? Can I assist you in some way? Welcome to the temple. Is there a guy named the preacher here? You know, someone else just asked me that. <sighs> a bald dwarf, beardless. Bald. Beardless. I have hair. Huh? Do you all know him? Is he a friend of yours? I don't know who that is. I don't know who you're talking about. Perhaps it's a coincidence. I told him to go up to the temple of Dervetter because he asked about this preacher, and I, I don't know who that is, but we have a visitor here speaking. Uh, could be him, perhaps, maybe, you could ask. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know any more than that. Okay, well, we'll go see. Okay, you guys, she takes you over to the staircase and tells you to go up. You go up to the temple of Dervetter? Yep. yep. Just like I described for uh, Kelgum, you know, you see the, the dark charcoals and a lot of, a lot of stone with silver you see the symbol of Dervetter up on the wall behind like the sort of center stage and as you step in off to one side there, there's kind of people coming and going you see clerics and different people and just people coming up and giving alms and things like that but off to one side of the main sanctuary there is a small lectern with a dwarf standing there giving a lecture of some kind you do see standing off to the side not too far away just kind of standing off patiently watching you see a short dark-skinned dwarf with no hair and no beard that's probably that bald guy he's talking about yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask the priest is like can we please take a walk you just walk up to him yeah he like pauses you say can we please take a walk he says um uh, hello do, do i know you are we uh forgive me um I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of something here. Well, uh, it's kind of important. I have to tell you something. It's important, you say? Mm-hmm. Why don't you roll me a persuasion check, Helgum? That would be a 16. Okay, with a 16, he seems to believe you that it is important. And so he speaks to the crowd. If you'll excuse me for just a moment, it seems that I've got a... Um, a quick message from this gentleman. Uh, forgive me. I- I'll be right back. Take a five-minute break, and we'll we'll resume. And he steps off to the side, and there's kind of like a little door to the side. He says, "Here, uh, join me inside these uh, private quarters." And he steps inside, and you all kind of step into the sanctuary and see this happen as these two figures step off and go into the doorway. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the preacher. Yeah. Squirrel's gonna look at their near. I don't think your friend likes us at all. Me neither. <laughs> so I guess we go that way. Y'all going that direction? Yeah. While we're in there, is there like a window or something? Uh, you're in kind of a hallway, so not right here. There are rooms where there are windows. Do I have a rope? I don't know. What is your? What are you trying to do here? <laughs> okay, so I want to kind of like hide him somewhere, and then I'm going to turn into him. Then they're going to give me the package, and then I'm going to oh ask boy. the guy who knows the password what the password is, and I'm going to find out what's in the box. Oh, my. We just been hoodwinked. Okay. This is not good. <laughs> uh, the, you do not have... You saw them behind you. You know that there are just a few steps behind you. You don't have much time. Your best bet would be to try and knock this guy unconscious, or shove him into a room, lock the door, Okay, so I'm going to knock him unconscious Uh, and then, like, shove him in a bathroom or something. Okay, so let's see. What do I need? Uh, How are you going to try and knock him unconscious? Mm, I'm just going to say I have your package in the bathroom because (laughs) I needed to hide it. (laughs) So then I bring him over to the bathroom, 
I lock him in there. But before I do that, I want to turn into him. Okay. Do you want him to see you turn into him? No. Okay, so here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need you to give me another persuasion check. This one's going to be tougher. Oh, okay. man. Okay. And you're going to persuade him to hide in the bathroom. Um, That's an 18. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> wow, you must be really high. Yeah, his persuasion's a plus nine. So let me get this straight. You need me to hide in the bathroom. No, there's the packages in the bathroom, but I'm just going to keep guard out here so that you don't like. So no, no one comes in and hears you saying the secret password. What sort of package? Well, you see, I hid it in the bathroom. It's in one of the stalls. <laughs> this is very strange. This is awesome. <laughs> this isn't how people typically do business. Okay, okay. So, are we kind of at, like, the door of the bathroom? Yeah, you're near. Okay, at this point, I just shove him in and close the door and then turn into him. I don't care at this okay. point if he sees me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. If you're going to try and shove him into the bathroom, he's going to resist you. Like, he, he, he is suspicious. But the thing is, like, he's not, with your persuasion check, he believes that you have a package. And he believes that you're here to deliver it. He's just not convinced to go into the bathroom. I'm going to say, okay, here's, here's what's going to happen. Because if you shove him in, what's going to happen is he's going to resist you. He's going to fight you. And there's no way you're going to be able to pull it off. So he's going to say, wait here. I'll be right back. And he turns. He's kind of eyeing you. He goes and steps into the bathroom. The moment that the door shuts, you can turn into him. Okay, I turn into him, and then can I pick the lock from the outside with my thief's tools and somehow keep it that way? You want to try and lock it? Yeah, from the outside. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, you can give it a shot. And if not, I'll just leave it like that. Okay, give me a dexterity check with your proficiency bonus for that. Three. Okay, so that's a three plus seven. So that's a ten. So here's what's going to happen. You turn into him. You pull out your thieves' tools, and you begin to try and lock the door from the outside. At that moment, the door to the hallway opens, and Thurnier, along with Ox and Squirrel, step into the hallway. Okay, I instantly stand on You quickly stop and turn around, but you guys can see he was fiddling with the lock, but I don't know that that really matters to you. See, he was kind of fiddling with the door, and he turns around, and you can't see it there now, and he is facing you. You see, like I described, a dwarf standing there. Long, dark gray beard, graying like in his hair, like you know, uh, salt and pepper style. His beard is tucked into a belt around his waist. He is wearing these nice cleric's robes, and he turns, seeing you all standing there. Kelgum, what do you say anything? He's like, Hey, um, what do you guys are doing in here? Uh, do I recognize him? Yes. My voice also changes. No, no, no. You don't recognize Kelgum. You recognize the dwarf. Yes. That Kelgum is. Uh, oh, it's him. Are you the preacher? Yes. Ox takes off running towards the preacher. Yeah. Squirrel does too. Okay. I, you are not interrupting anything. Oh, because we saw you come in here with another guy with yeah. another dwarf without a beard. He so uh, I go to the bathroom real quick. So what do Squirrel and Ox do? So they run up and, listen, we, we went on this crazy adventure. We've come all this way to see you. And I can't believe you actually were here. They told us. Ox and, just jumps and goes, Daddy! 
they told us that you were going to be here, and then we didn't really believe them. And then it was like, whoa, and then, then here you are, and I just can't believe you're here. And we brought Donald. We fed him carrots. He also levitated. That was kind of crazy. He shot a gun. And dad, 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 dad. <laughs> look, look, look. Look at what I got. And he, like, starts building his turret again. Kelgum, Ox Tackle hugs you, is chanting that you're his dad. <laughs> Squirrel is telling you the whole adventure that you guys just came on. <laughs> And with your basic human un- or basic dwarven understanding, you realize that this dwarf is the father of these two crazy children. So I, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like what do you do? Hello, children. How did you guys? <laughs> Listen, I. Where, this is where a crazy have you been, adventure. Dad? I'm so glad to see you. Yeah, where have you been? They told us that they could tell you tell us where you've been. And then me and Ox, we we were kind of sneaking around. You told us not to, but I mean, we did. And then we heard that you're going to be here. The whole kingdom's been wondering about. Well, I mean, not everybody. They still think you're there. But mom's mom's yeah, mom's doing okay. Um, I'm so glad we found yeah, you. Yeah. They said you were sick. You were in the room and you can't come out. But I didn't believe them. We knew I you weren't there because we snuck in there. We saw you. We told them. Third, okay. 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 <laughs> Thurnier, what are you doing? I'm walking up, and I'm like, we have a special box for you. Oh, really? Is this for the Gauntlet Festival? <laughs> Gauntlet of the Moon. Gauntlet of the Moon. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I inside that? Can I inside check that? I'm going to say that he would have known, because even, even Kelgum would have known what Gauntlet of the Moon is, but you can still give me an insight check because I would say that he's definitely, even just pausing and being like, oh, is that for me? It's not exactly what you would have expected after being reunited with your dad after a few years of being apart. So go ahead and give me an insight check. I got a 13. A 14. All right, plus your insight. Now, yours is probably a minus three. <laughs> so the squirrel's not very insightful. Maddox. Dad! Zero. What do I roll? Gilgum, I guess I'm going to need... I don't feel like it's deception as much as it is performance because you are perform- you're pretending to be someone. So give me a performance check. Okay. That is a 14. Oh. 14 meets. My 14. So I'm going to say that, oh yeah, Squirrel's just oblivious. She's this just, so she great. won't stop, she doesn't stop talking long enough <laughs> to figure anything out. Ox, you feel a little uneasy and you don't know why. Anyway, um, he like stops tackle hugging him and he's just going to stand there and like just watch and like cross like cross his arms and then put his arms behind his back and then like kind of stand on one foot and just kind of be awkward. Thurnier, he asked about the package. I'm going to be, he's, Thurnier's a little bit suspicious because the guy said that once I showed him the letter, he'd be like, he'd be like, oh yeah, those people are good people. But he didn't, mm. he's just like, so I guess I'll like. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't I recognize like the lock when he recognized the lock on the package? Perhaps. What are you wanting to do, Thurnier? Maybe, like, not give him the package, but kind of, like, like ask him some more Show questions, me. you know? Okay. What do you ask him? He's like, what is Donald's favorite food? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. uh, Donald, I believe, loves his radishes. <laughs> no. Wait, how do you know Turnips, Donald? turnips, turnips, turnips. Uh, you hear the sound of the door handle being rattled behind you. That's my cue. You see, I locked it from the outside so that he would have some privacy. Now that we just unlock it. 
Okay, you hear someone knocking on the door and a hello? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the guy. Ox um, knocks back. Hello? <laughs> uh, what is it, Ox? The door seems to be stuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I locked it too well. I tell him to move out of the way and then I like grab the battle axe in my two hands. <laughs> oh no! Does he drop the package while he's doing that? I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna try and grab your axe with two hands, you will have to drop the package. Okay. Or sit it down. I set it down on the desk or something. Okay. So as he breaks it down, I'm just gonna grab the package and run. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh what what <laughs> Wow. You all see him grab the package, take off running. We're probably gonna have to just roll initiative. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's not our friend anyways. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily that you guys are in combat, but we're going into an initiative format for this. So you're going to have, like, you know, rounds, okay? He grabs the package at the moment the door comes loose, and you guys see it fall back. And there stands the same dwarf. Is the building made out of wood? Parts of it. It's the Where you're at right now is mostly stone, seems to be. How far is the drop from where we are? The drop? Like out uh, the window. Couple, couple stories up. So, like, would I die? <laughs> you have feather fall? <laughs> <laughs> would you die? Uh, you would have to get to a room with a window. You're in a secluded hallway right now where there are no windows. And if you were to jump out a window, it, you know, you don't really know. It probably wouldn't kill you, but it would hurt. Okay. That's all I needed. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Roll initiative. Natural 20. Wow. Oh, boy. Squirrel got an 18. Okay. I got a natural one plus three, so four. <laughs> okay, and what about Kilgum? I got a 16. Okay, so we've got Ox first, and then Squirrel, and then the Dwarf, the actual person you're supposed to be delivering the package to, then Kilgum, and then Thurnier. So you guys see this person who you thought was the guy, that was your dad. Grab the package and take off to run down the hallway. Dad, why are you running? And then you see the other dwarf inside the bathroom. This all happens instantaneously. So, Ox, you get the first chance to react. Wait, hold back here. Uh, uh, and he's going to cast Levitate. <laughs> on? On the running daddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is there a save? Yes, it's a constitution save. How does this work? Okay, I need you to make me a constitution save, Kilgum. Okay, that's a five. Yes. <laughs> Kilgum, you are yeah. running. And then you are running in place <laughs> as your feet yeah. begin to lift up off the ground. That's your action. Do you do anything else, Ox? Um, Wait, so how long does levitation last? Up to ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yep. As, as long as he concentrates, yeah. There might be ways that you can make another save at the end of your turn. On the box levitating? Just you. I mean, I mean, you're holding the box, but it's just you. There's no windows? Uh, you're in a hallway. You're not in a room. You'd have to get into a room to try and find a window. I think I would just use the rest of my action to kind of walk towards the guy that was running away and be like, um, um, Dad? 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 And like going back, looking back and forth between the two of them. What is happening, Squirrel? I have no idea which one's dad. I think that one's dad, but dad's never run like that. And why is he taking the box and there's a dad? I'm so confused. Squirrel's going to run over and try to jump up and grab 
the box. You're going to try and grab the box? I'm holding it tight. Okay, so what it's going to be is it's going to be contesting strength. She's going to get her hands on the box. She's going to try and pull it away from you. So it's going to be your strength versus hers uh, roll. So I need a strength check, not athletics, just straight strength plus your strength modifier from both of you. I don't think she would rage. No, I don't think you're raging, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Do I have a... Advantage? No. I don't? Nope. It's just straight 1v1. That's 8 plus 5. Okay, it's 13. I got a 6. Oh, man. The 10-year-old just got beat by the 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she is kind of built like a, like I a got brick it. house, though. I, I mean, got she's it. Poor. Good job, squirrel. So she jumps up and grabs it. And really, it's less about her being stronger than you and more about the fact that she is shockingly heavy. And as you're going up and her weight is pulling it down, it slips out of your hands. And she pulls it down to the ground. And currently, Kelgum, you are floating above the floor. Uh, she has the box in her hands. Ox is standing there. Thurnier has his axe in his hand, and this dwarf steps out. His chest is out, his head is high, and he looks angry. And I, I think we can probably just pause initiative here. It is your turn, Kelgum. So if there's something you want to do, we'll give you a chance to do it. But there's going to be a little bit of dialogue first. This dwarf, he steps out. He looks around. He says, what is the meaning of this? And he kind of freezes looking at you, Kelgum. Now that sounds like dad. <laughs> if that's him. And then he looks down and sees Squirrel and Ox. And he kind of like makes a face and he says, Maddox? Millie? Dad? Is that you? Dad? What are you doing? What is going on here? <laughs> oh. This is the greatest day ever. Do you guys like rush him? Yeah, it's a repeat yeah. of what happened okay. the first time. <laughs> okay, you guys rush him. Kelgum, you have a turn in the initiative order. Did she drop the box while she was running? No way. No, I would say she she didn't drop the box. As she took the box out of my hands, I'm going to pull yes. up my rapier and say, give me the box, and I'm going to swing at her. Okay, so she is rushed. She's moving away from you on your turn, uh, and you are floating. So I'm going to give you a chance, to, but I'm going to still give you a chance to stab her before she gets away from you. Okay, so go ahead and roll me an attack roll to try and stab her. That is a 15. All right, that's a hit. Roll me 1d8 plus 4. That is 9 damage. So you take 9 damage. So you say, give me that box and swing your sword. When you do, it slashes across her back. Ah! And she kind of stumbles forward. And you see the dwarf reach onto his back and pull off a hammer. Oh, no. It is a large war hammer. The head of it is charcoal black with streaks of, like, frosty white going through it. And he steps toward you while you're floating there. I'm going to give you one chance to explain yourself. And then I'm going to bring the wrath of the Hammer of Winter down upon you. Oh, you better look out now. You hurt Millie. Dad's not going to like that. Well, you see, box here. I assumed that it was someone else's and not yours, because you seemed like you didn't know anything about it. He turns to Thurnier. Thurnier, what are you doing? I am walking over to him and thinking about the easiest way to knock somebody unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He is levitating right now, so you could probably get your hands on him pretty easy. You're a pretty big guy if you want to just grab him. Okay. Okay, you want to just grab him? Yep. All right, you grab him. Give me another strength contest between the two of you. Okay. 13. 
11. Okay. You get your arms around him, and he's struggling. He's floating, but you're so tall, he's kind of like bumping into the ceiling a little bit with his head. You've got him in submission right now. You've got him grappled. Now, you can keep trying to break free, Kelgum. I'll give you chances to do that. But unless you're going to try and knock him unconscious. But before you can, this guy steps forward. Who sent you? Dunan. Dunan sent you to try and kill me? To try and steal from me? To try and hurt my daughter? Thurnian's like, no, 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 no. We thought that he was a good guy, but we, I am tasked to deliver this box. And he, like, hands him the scroll. He's like, I think there's a note in there for you. He quickly tears it open. He finds the note. He reads it. And you see his face kind of change. <sighs> okay. So Dunan set you with this for me. Fine. You. What is your name? He says, pointing at Kelgum. Um, Kelgum. Don't lie to me. What are you trying to do by stealing this? What do you hope to gain? Well, you know, I just want to know what's in it because it was secretive and... I like to know I'm a very curious person. So. And you thought you'd try and kill my 10-year-old daughter to find out what's in the box? Well, she was getting in my way. It's okay. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. He said we wasn't friends, I think. He takes his hammer and he bonks you on the head with it. Bonk. Oh, my gosh. Make me a constitution saving throw. Um, That is an 18. You stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> but it hurt. You, you better be. You better tell the truth. My dad'll, he'll, he'll get you. Can you hold him, son of the mountain? Yup. <laughs> Fine. He turns. He kneels down, and he opens his arms for his kids. Ox is already like climbing up him, like getting on his shoulders. Squirrel's kind of still hurt, and she's kind of. <laughs> it really did hurt that time, Ox. I, I- I can fix it. I can fix it. He reaches over and places a hand on your back and says a, a little prayer, and you feel the wound close. It's all right, little Dad, one. you got to teach me how to do that. I blow him up to fix him. Oh. <laughs> he does. It's really good. I see good. your lessons are going really well, Maddox. <laughs> He's learned a lot. It's crazy. How's your mother? How's Barda? Uh, she's good. She misses you a lot. We miss you a lot. How's the kingdom? Everything good without me? Yep. We've been running it. Been doing it with my eyes closed, Dad. They basically do anything we say. Yep. It's pretty easy. I don't know why you left. I didn't want to leave. I just, I had a really important mission. And it's not really over, but it seems that perhaps I'm going to have to cut things short for now. He uh, turns, he stands, he grabs the box from you, and he speaks a word in Dwarven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the box opens up. Mm-hmm. So what did he say? <laughs> it was a name. Melon. It was a name of a person that you mm-hmm. don't recognize, but... You can remember it. It was just a dwarven word that you recognize, and it was a name. So you can kind of file that name away, and you remember that. The box opens, and inside it is lined with a soft black and silver velvet, and it seems to be in the shape of a hammer. Ooh. It looks like the same size and shape of the hammer that he is wielding, which he called the Hammer of Winter. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But inside, the ha- there's no hammer in the box. Instead, there is something else. He pulls it out, and it is a scepter. Oh. It is beautiful. The staff of the scepter is made from the same material as the head of the hammer that he's holding. The handle of the scepter is that same frosty and charcoal stone. And the head has a mithril housing holding a crystal and clear bluish 
diamond. It looks just like the same material that the ceiling and dimmer hold is made out of. He pulls out the scepter and he says, I suppose it's time to return. Dimmerhold needs their king. Yeah. So you're coming home with us? Yeah. Are you going to take us home? You can ride Donald. I don't know if he can hold us, but he can probably hold us. I don't know. He's pretty tough. He takes the hammer and he's holding it in one hand and the scepter in the other. A hammer for a scepter. Seems like a fair trade. I guess it's time to put Durvo's Frostbeard to rest. He puts the hammer back inside the coffer. What? Are you just now catching that that's Dorvo's Frostbeard? He closes it. He takes the uh, the lock and he locks it by hand. I am Durand Shattershield, King of Demerhold, Lord Under the Mountain, Son of the Mountain. I appreciate your thank you for what you've done. Twit goes into a fist and like hits Jack on and hits uh. Jack. My cap. <laughs> <Jack. laughs> Don't Jack on the head. <laughs> and then he bows. He's like, my okay. king. Kelgum, if that is your name, I'll give you one more chance to tell me why you tried to take this. It was never going to open for you. You could never have known what was inside. It was meant for me alone. But do you see now what it was? A summon for a king? Well, I, I, did not, I didn't know that it was that important, so I... <laughs> I did also not know that you were the king, so I just did what I wanted to do. Well, now you do know. I'm not sure if I can trust you to keep that secret when we leave here. Or can I? Oh, you can trust me. I was just wondering what was in there. Make sure it's not anything dangerous that could kill all of us. Making sure you're not bad. I don't believe you. So I'll tell you what I'm going to (laughs) do. Thurnir. I'd like to grant you one more task for your king. Can you keep an eye on this one? With pleasure. Bring him back to Dimmerhold. I assume that you're supposed to meet Dunin again to receive your reward? Yes. Bring him back to Dimmerhold. Take him to the warriors. Take him to the clerics. Take him to the guard of the city. Tell him what he's done. Because whatever he is, he's no dwarf. What? He says, looking... I mean, look at him. Wait. He looks just like me. He's... Wait a second. But you're a dwarf. He's a dwarf. He was a dwarf before. Yeah. I don't get it. Did he look like this before you arrived here? He looked like a different dwarf. I'm so so confused. Yeah. There are forces of darkness at work, and there are those who seek to undermine the goodness and the health and the life of Manumi, and I've been trying to find them. I've gathered tablets and stones with secrets that there's something at move, and I don't know if this... Kelgum is involved, or who he's working for, or if he's working for himself. But I can guarantee you this. We'll find out. Well, Dada, everything you just said is really scary, but I'm glad I'm glad you're here to stop it. Yeah, I was... Uh, Donald probably shouldn't have heard that. He's not going to sleep for a week. Poor guy. And we ran out of carrots. We did find this weird Batman-like creature that tried to attack us, or did attack us. Oh, yeah. She was kind of mean, though. I don't really know what she was doing. And that that Goliath helped me swim, Dad. I'm glad to hear it. He walks up again to you one more time, Kelgum. Could you get my face off your face, please? (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'll switch into... Is there any other people in the hall? I'd say you have a number of faces that you could take on that you've taken on over the years. Okay, I just... 
turn into, I guess, a probably like a gnome. So they think that's a okay. form, even if it's not. Well. Whoa. Whoa. He's just—he's a no. He's a little kid. <laughs> Look at him. <coughs> I bet you're he's like, a little kid. He's like nine. <laughs> I bet he is a nine. And I just look at my dad. Nice to meet you, Kilgum. For the first time. Now, if you'd like to follow me. And he uh, he hoists up the box and walks out the door. Thurnier, do you still have uh, still have Kilgum held? Yep. Just gonna. Can I try to, like, slip out because I'm a little slippery now? You can. You're going to get a chance to do that here in just a minute. I'm going to do that when we're in, like, a room with, like, multiple escapes, like windows or doors I can bust through. Or... Well, see, you step out the hallway and you're back in the main sanctuary. Now, there are windows in here. If you could run to them, you could get to them. So as you guys step out into the main sanctuary and you see the first window, why don't you go ahead and make me a save? Now, you you are grappled. So now that you are grappled... You can try to escape with dexterity or strength. So if you want to do dexterity, that's fine. I need not a save. I need contesting strength from Thurnier and contesting dexterity from Kelgum. Oh, wow. Oh, dang it. I got a seven. Yes, I got a 17. Okay. You step out into the room. Kelgum, you kind of look around. You see the room. You see what's happening. You see an open window off to one side. You take that moment to just kind of quickly pop an elbow into a rib of Thurnier, and he loosens just enough that now in your smaller size, you're able to slip out of his reach and hit the floor running. You take off running, and uh, you hear Dorvos, we'll call him, yell out, Stop him! And some people like turn shock quickly. They see you run. Do you run and jump out the window? Yeah, I just bust through it. Nice. You run full peel and you dive headfirst out the window. And when you do, a crow comes swooping down, lights onto your shoulder, and you disappear. Oh, my word. Oh, no. Oh, no. You escaped. See the orange Dracon Kelly? Oh my god. <laughs> the answer to that is emphatically no, because the orange Drake and Kelly does not exist. But yes. You all rush over to the window and you see, like you're running toward it, you see as he just sort of disappears with this crow and a puff of smoke. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dad, I think we should go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't really like, I don't really like what just happened here, but... Since I already told the story to the other guy who would say we wasn't friends, even though we traveled a lot together. Oh, it's a big, long story. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, okay, get ready. Maddox said, he sounded, he was so awesome, he shot this gun and squirrel. Oh, you should have seen Squirrel. <laughs> no, Maddox is so cool and he just, she just high sure, Right, I'm, I can't wait to hear all about it. And as they're chattering, he kind of leans over to you, Thurnier. Get used to hearing this. It's going to be a long trip. <laughs> and then there was this. <laughs> Your daughter chopped someone's head off with a wooden sword. So you might want to keep an eye on her. Yeah, you should have seen that. It was awesome. That sword is so <laughs> yeah, powerful. I made it for her. Oh. It's like Maddox built it for. It's so cool. It I love awesome. it. So the camera sort of fades out the window as you guys are chattering and making your way across the sanctuary. It zooms out. You see all of Norden Town. And then you have a bird's eye view as it flies quickly across the lands of Manumi, far across, down the river from Norden Town, across the dry lands, over across Fallen Grove, down past Five Point Island, deep into the forests north of Venthaven, and 
it narrows in on a strange black ziggurat. Oh. A crow appears and landing lively on his feet is a little gnome. The figure is turned with his back to him. He swoops around with a flourish, a nice and beautiful dark purple cloak. His black inky skin and purple eyes fix on the little gnomish figure and he says, Well, Kelgum, it's good to see you. Do you have a story for me? And that is actually where we're going to end this session. What? I need to know I'm more. Just... Oh my gosh. All right. You can't pull in my favorite character and be like, and that's where we end this session. <laughs> I just, like, that gave me cold chills. Hey yeah. guys, thanks for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this adventure with some reveals about Durvos Frostbeard, about the kingdom of Dimmerhold, and the shade. Who knows what's up with that, right? Mm. Right? Mm. Right. Jack, Charlie, thank you guys so much for playing with us. It was a blast. Yes. Yeah. Guys, that was fun. I hope that you guys had fun. I was not ready for Jack to try and steal the box. That's awesome. And stop everything. I was not ready for that. (laughs) Okay, what what do we do here? (laughs) And I'll tell you what, some of those rolls going the wrong way. Who knows what might have happened? But thanks so much for playing, guys. I love these characters. Kelgum, I love uh, Thurnier, Ox and Squirrel, Maddox, and Millie. Who would have thought? Squirrel Girl and Oxman, the royal children. (laughs) Amazing. But that's going to do it for this episode of Make Believe Champions. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. And um, we will uh, be back with you soon. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye.